There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. You're listening to Drive Live with Emma Brain and Natalie Lindo-Taylor. We're going to cross to our Europe correspondent. Ollie Barrett should be on the line from London. Ollie, good evening from Dubai. Hi, guys. How are you? Really well, thanks, Ollie. Um, this first story that we're going to talk about, I've actually seen some footage of this. Uh, the UK's Prime Minister, no. Theresa May, is in South Africa and against all advice, perhaps from her PR, she decided to dance while she was there too. I think it was one of those situations where, you know, between a rock and a hard place, you either dance and, and look uh, <laughs> like, you're, you know, a Prime Minister dancing or you don't dance and look like a very awkward Stuffy Prime Minister, Prime Minister. dancing. It's, yeah, exactly. True. It's very difficult for her. Um, and I think some people here have been saying that actually maybe a year or so ago, Theresa May would have chosen the other option, decided not to dance and then been accused of being cold and um, unable to a- engage with normal human beings. So um, who knows whether this was the right choice. But yes, that video that has gone viral of Theresa May uh, joining in with with school children during a dance earlier has here in the UK, at least, rather overshadowed the first day of her uh, visit to Africa. In Africa, um, that, that's not quite the same uh, case. The South African media has covering her uh, visit today in huge detail and in huge depth. And they've been focusing more on what she's there to talk about, which is business and trade and jobs. She wants to see the UK becoming the, uh, the biggest investor uh, out of the G7 group of advanced nations in Africa uh, by 2022. That would involve overtaking the United States. And so is there some ambition. But of course, all of this is part of Theresa May's attempts to portray Britain around the world as uh, the oft quoted, the oft described global Britain. She doesn't want trading partners to get the impression that as Britain leaves the European Union, it's hunkering down or withdrawing from uh, international trade or international affairs. Um, And of course, she needs uh, extra trading links to be boosted as Britain comes out of the the European Union. Certainly, uh, the British is describing this as a a trip to a much more economically uh, vibrant and dynamic and fast-growing part of the world than is right on Britain's doorstep. Uh, The African economy is forecast to be much uh, faster growing in coming years than the European uh, economy is. She's pledged uh, many billions of pounds uh, in terms of support for African economies, um, which will come uh, partly in uh, public investment. She wants to uh, boost private sector investment in Africa too as well. She thinks there's a lot that the UK uh, economy and private sector can offer to Africa. She's also talked about the importance in getting uh, British aid right to Africa. She she believes it can play a huge role in uh, boosting stability and security in African nations, which she then says feeds back into uh, the ability to do better business deals and have a stronger trading ties. So she's in South Africa today. She's given this major speech in Cape Town talking about um, how British and African ties can be uh, significantly boosted. But on this four-day uh, trip, she will also visit uh, Nigeria. She'll also visit Kenya uh, too. So it's a, a busy few days for Theresa May and an important one as well as she um, you know, puts a, a, a personal appearance in in these African nations to uh, try and encourage greater trading links with, uh, with that continent. And uh, moving elsewhere, Ollie, and Russia is to hold a huge war games exercise. It's biggest one since the Cold War, and they're saying it's justified. 
That's right. And the, the Russians say that the reason it's justified is because of what they describe as an international situation which is often aggressive and unfriendly towards our country. Um, uh, Russia will be involving uh, Chinese military units as well. And the, uh, Moscow says that uh, is a demonstration of how Moscow and Beijing are cooperating in uh, all areas at the moment. These war games will involve 300,000 uh, personnel. They'll take place at military ranges in the center and the east of Russia. Um, they are called Vostok 2018, and uh, Russia's, Russia's defense minister is openly comparing them to the Soviet maneuvers that we saw back in 1981. And that is notable because those Soviet maneuvers uh, involved carrying out a, a, a mocked up attack on the NATO military alliance. And of course, these new war games that Russia is holding do come at a time when NATO and Russia are increasingly at odds. There is an increasing amount of tension between uh, the NATO military alliance and Russia. Um, so uh, certainly this is um, something that will add concern uh, to members of the NATO uh, bloc. Um, the uh, defense ministry talking about 36,000 tanks taking part, armored personnel carriers, armored inf infantry uh, vehicles, over a thousand aircraft. Uh, they will take place between the 11th and the, uh, the 15th of September, um, also involving naval forces, paratroops, um, with uh, Russian armed forces, of course, that uh, some estimates believe have around 1 million personnel in total. So many of those will be involved. Um, and NATO has said that it will be monitoring um, these, uh, these war games that will take place later this month. And um, obviously this next story is quite an interesting one, Ali. The French environment minister quits whilst life on air, saying he was alone on a green issue. Yes, and this is certainly a, uh, a blow to President Emmanuel Macron. Um, and as far as we know, it, it took Emmanuel Macron himself, the French president, by uh, surprise. Nicolas Hulot, the environment minister, resigning uh, live, as you say, on the radio, um, saying that there have been a number of the recent disappointments that he has encountered, clearly believing that the government of President Emmanuel Macron has not been going far enough on environmental and green issues. As you say, um, Nicolas Hulot uh, describing how he felt all alone uh, in the government. Um, and he uh, not only surprised French President Emmanuel Macron, but he said, um, as he appeared to uh, you know, take this decision while live on air, not just deliver the decision, not just deliver the news, but appeared to come to this decision while speaking on the radio, um, admitting that he hadn't even told his wife. Um, and he uh, talked about how he'd been considering it, but that the uh, he thought that the Prime Minister of France, the uh, President Emmanuel Macron, might try um, and talk him out of it if he discussed it with them. It's a blow to Emmanuel Macron uh, for several reasons, not least because um, it, it will allow criticism of his environmental record. Um, Mr. Hulot is a, a popular figure in France. He was a significant media figure before uh, taking this role in the uh, in the government. And uh, Emmanuel Macron has said he is uh, disappointed by the decision of uh, Mr. Hulot um, uh, and says that he will uh, be looking for his support in another form. We don't know exactly what that means or whether indeed Mr. Hulot will um, extend his support in, uh, in that regard. But it's, um, it's uh, another sign that uh, everything is not entirely rosy for French President Emmanuel Macron. He has been um, showing some signs 
We have a bit of a slump in the uh, in polling in France, and uh, this will come as another blow to him. And finally, Ollie, moving on to some sports, and Jamie Vardy and Gary Cahill are both set to call time on their international careers after informing England manager Gareth Southgate uh, they want to focus on club football instead. Yes, that's right. It's a funny sort of half uh, international retirement that both of these players are carrying out, um, having spoken to the England manager, Gareth Southgate, after a, a successful World Cup for the England team. Um, both of them say that they will be stepping aside. They want to spend more time with their families. They acknowledge that Gareth Southgate wants to bring younger players into the England squad. Um, uh, Jamie Vardy is already 31 years old. Gary Cahill is uh, just a touch older than that at 32. Um, he's a former England captain, of course. Uh, Gary Cahill has captain decide um on on quite a few occasions but both of them stepping aside uh, giving gareth southgate a, a, you know a couple of a couple of uh, spots in the squad for further perhaps younger players to be brought into the england squad ahead of the uh, you know, the european championships in two years time uh, but they're both saying interestingly that if there were an injury crisis or if they were desperately needed by gareth southgate they would still play so they're not shutting the door entirely but um you suspect that uh, having had these conversations with Gareth Southgate, that they've also been led to believe that they are perhaps not front and centre in his plans anymore. Um, and so it's a sort of mutual agreement, I think, that's been reached. And what, what, what's your opinion on this, Ali? Are you, I mean, Jamie Vardy wasn't particularly great at the World Cup. No, he, he wasn't. He wasn't stellar, and you know he, he is getting on a little bit. And uh, clearly, Gareth Southgate has a, a crop of young players that he admires and wants to give some game time to with it with a view on the you know the major championships in two and then four years time with the, the the next world cup coming up so i think as i say i think this probably will have been gareth southgate signaling to these two players that they weren't going to get much game time and what jamie vardy is saying which is totally understandable is that you don't want to leave your family um for long periods of time if you're not even going to get on the pitch when you're abroad i think this term in football is a mutual parting of ways Exactly. All right, Ollie Barrett in London for now. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.